evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Dungeons and Distractions. I am your DM, Webby, and joining me tonight, we got Devin. Hi, I'm Devin, and I play a new character named Tezrig, Darkridge. You can call me Tez. Tez. And that's it, folks. That's right. It's just I killed me everyone. sitting at the table right now. I killed everyone. After the last session, we decided to just start over. <gasps> Yeah, don't worry. You guys didn't see, but off screen, the airship started to take off and then got hit by some big magic spell, and everyone crashed and burned to death. And uh, there was one survivor on that airship. Uh, there were two survivors on that airship, but I'm not going to tell you which two survived. All I'm going to say is uh, it was a very big plank of wood, and Talon could have moved his ass over. Uh, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. All right, so Tez, uh, we start with you being blinded by a flash of light, and then almost, almost instantly, it all fades to almost blindingly dark. Your mind is quickly starting to try to grasp for memories that are seemingly fading away they seem just out of reach you remember maybe an an oddly colored sky and just an oddly colored landscape but even then that memory vanishes from thought and the last thing you really remember is your arm and deciding that you needed to get off of the material plane to buy time until you could figure out a fix for it. Now, as you look around in the darkness, I forget, do you have dark vision or no? I'm Human. Oh, you are Human. That is right. (laughs) You have no dark vision. Well, it is not not like pitch black, but it's, it's very dark, especially with the blinding bright light uh your your senses haven't quite gotten you there but you you realize that you're just in a dark room almost about about the size of like a closet almost uh there is a door obviously can i open the door do i come out of the closet yes you do uh as you open the door and light shines through you realize it was less of a closet and more of a I guess a, no, like an entryway. Um, as you look into the, the, the room that you're exiting now, there's a teleportation circle on the ground, along with various bookshelves and stuff within the room. And you step out into a hmm, moderately busy hallway. And everybody's walking by as you come out of the room. It gives you odd glances. Uh, why don't you describe your character? Sure thing. Like. I will describe my character. My character is like picture. Uh, my character is a African American gentleman. Um, standing. How tall did I make him? How tall did I make you, buddy? Uh, six one. Oh, I was gonna say. I hope he's like. Eight feet tall, human. <laughs> no, no, he was a six-one human. All right. Um, and 
he has a his hair makes him look older because his hair has he does have strands of gray his hair is very much salt and pepper um which is the sides are shaved and the top are, are dreaded into uh like long dreads as you know flowing down his back stopping about i would say about the uh, middle of his back and he has a neatly trimmed beard um but in actuality he's not quite at old actually he might be that old. he's 38 so he's not that old but he is definitely uh gray okay. and uh yeah uh, he's currently wearing furs, um, probably exotic furs to some degree, and uh, has earrings, piercings, furs. Yeah, I mean, there you go. All, all, all the nine yards. All right. The staff slung over his back. Um, you will notice that some of the people giving you odd looks out, out of the easily couple dozen people that you've seen just pass by you so far, mm-hmm. uh, a few of them do get quite alarmed and start running in various directions. Um, you kind of hear small calls for help, but they all seemed... I would all, like to all of the people in this, odd looks with odd looks back. Okay. Uh, all, most all the people in, in, in this hallway have a uniformed look. Um, you get the sense that you're in an academy or some sort of school. These are probably the students. All right, well, I kind of do that thing like walking around, like just kind of not really paying attention to the students walking around, just kind of like hands on my hips or my hands on my pockets, looking up, looking up around, like give you an idea of like the jacket he's wearing. He's wearing like a wool lined, like a fur wool lined jacket. I don't want to say like a pimp jacket, but it's almost like a pimp jacket. It's not, it's fur lined on the inside and on the outside. It's zipper like, on the outside. With like a fur <laughs> collar. With like a fur collar. Um, and, but it's like a giant like duster. It, it, it's huge. It's just a huge like, duster. He just like has a one of like a fertile, imagine like a fur lined duster from like Cowboy Days. I'm picturing like a zebra duster with like leopard pants. <laughs> You look like you're like an '80s wrestler. <laughs> you're not wrong. I mean, <laughs> but no, um, yeah, no, it's like it's, it's just like really, uh, you know, it's it's a fur line duster. It's very, it stands out. It's kind of ratty. Um, but there's definitely like you can tell it's like patched been patched up with, like well taken care of, but patched up uh, over okay. time. And yeah, I mean, he's walking around hands in his pocket, just kind of. Like looking up in the sky, like looking up like at the building around him, kind of like looking at things, like kind of like nodding his head, like okay, okay, okay. So you essentially have two ways that you can go. You can either ascend this particular tower that Mm -hmm. you're in, or you can descend it. Nothing good ever came from below. He heads up. Okay. Uh, As you start, just kind of idly walking and ascending this tower you are quickly met with an older gentleman dressed in much nicer robes uh surrounded by a couple of the young students and he kind of stands in your way he says uh hello uh 
what brings you to our school this evening? And he just kind of eyeballs you. Oh, he looks, he's like, oh, hey, uh, hi. Uh, he's Nick Zanzad. Uh, name's Tez, and I have absolutely no idea. Where uh, am I the, exactly? The older gentleman, you said you stuck your hand out? Yep. The older gentleman will step forward and he'll he'll shake your hand. Uh, the name's Walter. Um, you're in Cairn. I like to think like we shake hands and like I pull them in close, like wrap my arm around them and like do like the big picture, like hand wave in front of them, and like I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, when he says that you're in Cairn, you will recognize that you you're from Cairn. Okay. But nothing looks similar. But you, there was a mage school in Cairn when you were here last, and that's kind of you're assuming that's where you are. Okay, so I'm in the mage school in Cairn. Walter will nod. Um, so what king have you guys been stealing money from? It's, I don't remember this place being this nice. It's actually kind of in rubble. It's in the process of being rebuilt. Oh, okay. Never mind. In that case, reverse that. What happened? <laughs> uh, not too long ago, we fell under an attack from a powerful magic user. So, hence our uh, hesitance in your arrival. Uh, my apologies. Uh, Oh, no, no problem. It's fine. Uh, who was the uh, leader of Karen back when I was around? Um, there was a steward mm-hmm. or, or um, like a uh, it wasn't like a mayor, but it was it was kind of that type of role. I just don't know what uh, terminology that would be. Um, but it was Neil Mason. Neil Mason. Um, was the steward or the mayor, the lord? I guess you could say. Okay. Um. Yeah. I asked for him. Like, uh, where's he at? Uh, Walt. You see, Walter look. Very confused. And he kind of scratches his chin a bit. And he just kind of stares at you. Uh, Neil. Uh, the previous Lord of Cairn. Uh, he's, he's been long since deceased. Who killed him? I'll fight them all. <gasps> I'm pretty sure age took him. Sir, uh, nonsense, he wasn't that old. When, hmm, when was the last time you were in Cairn? And you see him studying you now. Um, when was the last time I was in Cairn? To you, it feels like you just left because you do not, here. you do not remember anything about where well, I was. Um, I was just here. Not long ago? Um, Now that that I think about it, 
how did I miss these attacks? Uh, walk with me, if if you don't mind. And Walter will actually start walking down and out of the mage school. Okay, as she's walking out, I will steal a student's food. I like just straight up out of their hand. They're about to eat. You just like somebody's grabbing, like somebody's about to eat an apple. You just snag the apple out of their hand. Yep. Okay. I mean, the student will look dumbfounded, but you're kind of imposing looking to them anyway. So, Um, as you leave the mage school, you're going to notice a lot of Cairn is actually under construction. Their houses are being rebuilt, buildings are being built back up. in addition to repairs from this attack, they're also Karen is twice the size that it was, and they're even making it larger. Than I look what dumbfounded. You remember. I look dumbfounded. Like I just left. When did? What? No. Mm. Um. Am I a gnome camera? Am I a gnomish camera? <laughs> Uh, Walter will chuckle. Um, what do you remember? Can you tell me anything about when you were here previously? Um, I'll explain. Like I like I did that thing where like I'll like hop in from place to place. Like yeah, I was here, and then there this was here, that wasn't here, but this was here, and then this was here. That fountain was there. Actually, no, wait, no, it was like two feet to the left. Um, I like walking through all that. And then okay. I will do a very hold on one second. No, there are there are some buildings that you would recognize. Some of them are under repair, like the mage school. Essentially, yeah. it has gotten bigger, but it's under repair. I describe all that, and then I'm going to draw him a picture. Try a pretty picture. I rolled a five. It is not a very pretty picture. Uh, was that under performance? Yes, it was. <laughs> okay. I rolled a three plus my two performance. So he, you know, it's like a crayon, like kid drawn. Like, yeah, mm. this was here. Nothing's to scale. It's really funny. Um, Does that help? I think he looks at that help. He was like, um, hold on, I'm going to spells right now. You said it was Tez? That's Tez or Darker. Tez or Darker is from Tez. No, other than the old um, Lord of Canon, uh, do you have anybody else of note as a uh, kind of stepping stone to help me? Figure out this conundrum of yours. Um. Hmm. Hmm. I guess he will start calling off uh, some names and like titles. Okay. Now remember, you also you had your. Uh, you came from an adventuring party prior. Yes. Uh, are you naming any of them off as well? Yeah, yep. Yeah, I'll name off some of my prior adventures. All right. Uh, you you see kind of a, a a light of recognition in Walter's eyes. Um, 
And then he quickly, he has like this, uh, this one of those, uh, those bags that you would throw the strap over your, sh- like over your shoulder and they'd hang off to your side there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see him open, open this leather satchel up and he starts sifting through and he pulls out mm, kind of a tattered book and he starts flipping through it. And then you see him, he opens up and he just starts tapping to a page. Then he quickly just squeezes his hand and shuts the book and puts the book back. He says, Tez, uh, I presume since from what the students tell me, you came in using our teleportation circle. Do you remember where you were coming from? And he he gets a really serious look in his face for like what seems to be a very long time, and he's like, and you see like a light in his eyes, and he's about to say something really profound, and goes, "Nope." Okay. Uh. Well, my best guess is based off the information that you've given me. The cairn you remember was from about a hundred years ago. And he kind of gives you that look like his eyebrows are going up like to kind of gauge. He's thinking you're about to have a bad reaction to that news. And with you not remembering, my only guess is that you came back to this cairn from one of the other planes. Uh, Do I remember my plan? Do you remember your plan? My plan to go to the Fae or to the other place. Yes. Okay. You just do not remember your time there. Okay. Uh, And he does tell you that most commonly uh, his best guess is that you came from the Feywild, and that's probably why you don't remember any of your time spent there. No, because I spent the entire time on the Ninth Ring of Hell. What? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you might have. Nonsense. I don't remember you. Um, So then he kind of like holds two fingers out and he kind of like touches each finger to the end of each other. He's like, now it makes sense. He looks, he's like, well, okay. I remember coming up with a plan to retreat to the Feywild. I don't, didn't remember if it worked. I guess it did. hundred years, huh? Uh, based off of what you've described to me so far, that's, that's my best guess. It was just slightly before my time. Um, how old are you? I'm quite old, but uh, my father and my predecessor, um, he would have been the head of the mage school possibly back then. So. Would I have known him? What? Um... Roll me an Arcana check. Arcana check. Does a who's gonna roll? Does a twenty-three? Hi. Uh, yeah. You would. Uh, his name would have been Edgar. Go here. 
Um, here, where's your phone? Questions, Edgar. He smiles and gives you a, a brief nod. He was. You knew him. Not in depth, but that's a good one. Uh, now, now, kind of like in your bearings and stuff, looking at Walter, he has a lot of the same qualities of his father. Um, and is close to the age that Walter is now in him. Maybe a little older, in appearance anyway. You're not really sure of their true age. He's at the age where you age, you just write old. Yeah. Next age. Yeah. Age old. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. That's the best kind of age. So, uh, your plan, uh, you you said was, uh, you said something about you you needed to go to the Feywild. Yes. Uh, what was this for? Uh, he'll kind of look around, and uh, he'll realize he's in town, and he's like, uh, not. Not here. Um, you have a more private room somewhere? Mm, I can be arranged, I'm sure, yes. Uh, um, here, follow me. And he leads you back towards, like, what would now be, like, the uh, the main building, like, where the, the lords and the mayors and stuff would be. It, it's essentially where, like, Alyssa's office is. Okay. And it, too, is kind of under construction, but uh, there are far less people. Alrighty. Um, yeah, he will then, once they're in a spot where it's very much been, uh, you know, kind of private, he will kind of take off his jacket. And under his jacket, he's just wearing like uh like uh like dark sleeveless robe. Okay. Um and he'll but on his left his left hand is looks to be wrapped in a bandage um from fingertips all the way to shoulder. And the bandage looks to have some type of like sigils inscribed on the bandages, and he's also wearing a glove. He'll take off the uh, glove and then start unwrapping the bandage slowly and he'll kind of reveal his hand to Walter say so during our well, he, he's explaining this why he's doing it he's like, during our adventuring uh, we had a run in with a powerful he said it was a necromancer right? mm-hmm. a powerful necromancer he came infatuated with a what I only could imagine to be an evil artifact In the fight, in the tussle, I had to wind up removing it from him. And it appears to have placed a curse on me uh, to some variety. And he'll show him his arm, and his arm kind of is like, the hand is entirely jet black, and then there's like black veins running up his arm. Um, mm-hmm. They stop uh, just below the elbow, right? Webby, that's what you said? Yeah. Yep, just below the elbow. Uh, you see Walter inspecting it, and he reaches into one of the many pockets inside his robe and he pulls out this uh, essentially it's about the size of a handkerchief. It looks like a handkerchief. And 
he holds it and he grabs your the the black and tan using the handkerchief. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you stop him or do no, you just no, let I him mean, if, I mean, he's a magical guy. If he thinks he can touch it without contracting a terrible disease, then by all means. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he begins studying it and he looks. He first words out of his mouth is fascinating <laughs> like he yes this is like a bad thing for you but he's looking at it in a studious manner uh and then he releases your hand and your arm and well uh based off of this i'm guessing that you were attempting to slow the progression it, it, that's the only thing i could possibly think of as to why you would go to a different Plane. That was the working theory, yes. And then he like he catches a glimpse in the mirror. And he's like, and it seems to have worked. Well, uh, I mean, ad- advancements in magic and 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 the studies in this field have become quite advanced in the last hundred years. But this is unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, if you'd like, I can research this for you. And hopefully assist you with it. Uh, please. Um, uh, how does it affect you? Uh, is it painful? Is it, I mean, what has it done to you? Other than the physical, like, appearance. It's... It's painful after after the use. Um, with it, I've seemed to have gained certain abilities that, but using them comes at a price, so I prefer not to. One, two, um, the more it grows on me, the less I feel I have control of myself. So. I'm assuming once it reaches a certain point, it's going to completely take over. Obviously, I'd like that not to happen. Hmm. Uh, You see his eyes darting back and forth as if he's thinking, like, rapidly on something. He says, uh, uh, follow me, follow me. And he just kind of waves, and he just hurriedly starts walking off. I'll follow. Okay. You wrap your arm back up? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, he leads you back into the mage school. Mm-hmm. And a little bit more than halfway up, uh, he opens up a door. Uh, he actually has to, he pulls out a key. And you get the sense, like, not everyone has a key to this particular room. And based off the the appearance of the outside of the building, when he opens up this door, it opens up to a massive vault that either is a pocket dimension of its own or is somehow very well concealed from the outside. Um, he hurries you inside and he closes the door behind you guys. And as you look around this room, it is just filled with items, 
there's some bookshelves off to one side with rows and rows of books uh, with a couple rows still empty. Um, there are all manners of types of items in here. Shields, weapons, armor, trinkets, doodads, you name it. And he says, please do not touch anything. Um, and he walks off and you see him kind of sifting and looking on shelves and you can tell he's looking for something. Also, if you don't mind, could you please uh, unwrap your arm uh, once more? Um, my apologies. Um, sure. Then he'll, you know, he'll start unwrapping his arm. Okay. Uh, roll me. Uh, you're, are you trained in Arcana by chance? Yes, I am. Okay. Uh, go ahead and roll me an Arcana check real quick. 20. Every single item, including the shelves and tables that the items are on, in this room is magical. I like to think the shelves are magical. Like they're actually much, they're actually like pocket images on either side. You can like scroll to books. Possibly. You're not exactly sure how all this stuff works. I kind of try it out. He said, I'm but, but every, everything in this room, there's, uh, there is not a thing in this room. That's not magical. I'll behave. Um, and he comes back with a piece of what looks like, uh, braided twine, but it looks made out of platinum or silver, some metal type of uh, look to it. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, it's very malleable. He says, I want to test something. This, this won't, I don't think will help, but uh, some properties of this particular item, I'd like to see how it reacts. If you don't mind. Uh, by all means. Okay. And as you hold out your arm, now your hand is completely black, and then the black veins start thick, and then they kind of dwindle off once they get right yes. below the elbow. Now, question. Is my hand still like humanoid, or is it starting to get like... No, it's it's no, it's no, still humanoid. Okay. So it's kind of like the pitch rest Um, It is harder for you to kind of use Multiple this sensation? hand. <laughs> Well, well yeah. Touch his yeah. sensation. Yeah. So he comes underneath about halfway up your and from underneath he, he holds this twine in both hands and he slowly starts looping it up and around your arm. Mm -hmm. And you'll notice that some of the the black veins from your elbow mm -hmm. start to recede further down. As if this twine is stopping it almost from going beyond where it's touching your skin. And then as he as he kind of connects both ends and gives it a small twist, all of the black veins have receded past the silver twine, but then slowly after a moment start creeping back underneath it. As if the affliction on your arm has at first it was like it receded in fear of this and then it's gotten used to it. So it's back where it was or it's slowly making it's, its way back slowly back. making its way back. Like how like noticeably like oh yeah it's it's fast enough where you can watch it literally move back up your arm but okay. And then he undoes the twine he says hmm. 
I might have a solution to your ailment, but it it's going to take a lot of time, and I want to make sure that I get it right before I try it. Um, I'm going to need to convene with uh, a couple of my associates and, and, and friends on this matter. Um, this isn't a secret by chance, right? I, I, you don't mind me talking to a few people? Um, I mean, no, it's fine. Do what you got to do. I mean, I'm not necessarily advertising because some people don't. I'm not advertising it voluntarily just because some people don't want what may or may not be demonic possession in their town. But other than I'm not hiding it. This item, do the item that gave you this affliction, do you remember what it was? Oh, yes. It was a mask, right? Yeah. And you visibly see Walter kind of let out a sigh. Okay. Um, well, uh, good news is uh, that I can tell you. It is not... Uh, it is not easily transferable, as in it is not overly contagious to others. Well, that's a relief. Um, the bad news is... There's no known cure. Well, I mean... You are not. You are not wrong. Uh, it has been an issue of study for a brief period of time now, and we do know of one other person who shared a similar affliction. Who theirs was a rapid advancement and they did not allow time for us to even slow the progression uh and he kind of looks at you almost sadness in his face and then he points across the room and across the room you see a an onyx statue of what looks like a gnome and it's stuck in an odd pose. Take it, that's him. Walter nods. You know, I mean, I mean, ask you this: Will the black veins let me cut my arm off, or will they grow and like stop it? You have not tried. <laughs> if you want to attempt to cut your arm off, <laughs> or are you asking Walter? <laughs> I mean, it was more of a <laughs> it's a general question. Well, again, you, you have not tried any type of amputation process. Always been curious about this. Is amputation an option? Um, I'm not sure with this curse. Uh, with some curses, it is. Uh, people have been known to have picked up a cursed object and 
quickly after uh, understanding that they've become cursed, they cut off their hands, and that seems to end the progression of that curse. Um, you also lose a hand. It seems to be a drastic measure, but... Agreed. Well, I haven't tried it. Um, I would say that based off of your progression here, you said that it, it seems to advance faster the more you use whatever abilities it has given you. Um, I wouldn't consider amputation unless it gets up towards your shoulder. I would say that it'd be best to lose an arm than allow this affliction to get into the body of the matter. If that makes sense. Agreed. If it gets to a point where I can't manage it, I'll take the arm first. Walter nods and he says again, I will uh, I'll speak to a few associates of mine. And, now, I'm uh, sure I've been cut since then. Sorry to cut you off, Webby. Um, mm-hmm. But do I still bleed regular blood from that? From mm-hmm. the part that's black? Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Anyway. Uh, you're new to the city. <laughs> Let's, uh... He says that kind of, like, like hesitantly. He's like, did you have a, a, a home... Um, did you and your adventuring party have a, a residence in the city? Uh, I'm not even sure if it would still be there, but um, I do know of, of an inn, a couple inns, and uh, I, I could... I could tell them to give you a room and either charge the the school here, like myself, or give it to you free of charge for right now and say that you are a guest of mine. Uh, I mean, I didn't see it. We always used to hang out at the Cursed Candle. Um, I don't you, see it anymore. You see, uh, like Walter, kind of like saying that over and over. He's words like he's unfamiliar with that establishment. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, there is a, a uh, new establishment in the city. It's, it's, it's most recently been just previously put up. Uh, don't even don't even think they've had a name for it quite yet. I think they were waiting for the actual owners to come back. But um, why don't I bring you there? Sounds great. I could. And he got he, he kind of smells his clothes. It's like, I don't know what I was doing over there, but I could just shower. I believe they have a uh, a bathhouse connected to it. Even better. Um, and he unlocks the door again and steps back out to the hallway and closes and locks the door. And you guys proceed to move out of the Mage Tower once again and further into the city. Um, again, not many buildings are are recognizable uh the port has gotten probably three times larger before it would be able to hold maybe two boats uh karen is now able to hold uh a little over a dozen ships 
Um, the walls, it looks like, have been, even though there is an outer wall to Cairn now, it looks like there is construction to increase that outer wall even further to probably assist for housing because the streets here are fucking packed. It looks like there's way too many occupants to hold in this city. Okay. Uh, roll me... Roll a perception check real quick. Sure thing. Let me find my sheet again. Lost my sheet. Hold on. Found it. Perception. Come on, my best. 21. Hmm. Okay. Nah. All right. Walter just continues leading you through the city. And then eventually he brings you to a pretty large tavern. You can tell that it was probably, this area was probably a section of like four to six smaller buildings and then something destroyed most of the most of them and so instead of building up those four to six buildings some people decided to renovate it and turn it into one larger building <laughs> and it is now an in slash tavern all right is there alcohol there currently Oh yeah! Oh yes! It is. It is a functional and running tavern. It just does not have a name yet. So people are there. Yep. Uh, Walter will walk in with you, and as soon as you walk in, there is a bar dead ahead of you, up up against the wall, and there are tables lining the right and left sides. Uh, there's a small stage. There's a big hearth, and then even on the right hand side, as you walk in. There are targets mounted on the wall and people using throwing knives as a game. Like, this very much looks like... This looks like it would be an adventurer's type of inn. I like it. So, and then Walter says... uh Feel free to have a seat. Uh, have whatever you want. Food, drink. Uh, the the barmaids will be able to tell you. Uh, I think they have a bathhouse that's functional currently. Uh, I'm going to go have a, a little chat with the uh, manager, I guess, of this establishment. And I'll let him know that anything you want or need is going to either be on the house or on me. I'll kind of take a bow. Appreciate that. He'll smile and he'll walk off. And he goes and talks to uh, hmm, I think he was an orc or a half. I think he was a half orc. Goes back and he talks to a half orc behind the table. Behind the, the bar counter. Who's not the bartender. He's just behind the bar. And that is another thing you realize is Karen is a lot more 
it's always been pretty diverse, but it is a lot more diverse than you remember. Um, you don't remember seeing many half-orcs uh, or regular orcs allowed in Cairn. Because that was a big thing back when you were an adventurer where uh, orc attacks were pretty common. Feels out of place. I like it. So... But now you have half-orcs, orcs, tieflings, gnomes, uh, dwarves, halflings, elves, half-elves. Hmm. He'll kind of like look it. around the room, kind of nodding his head. Okay. You see a minotaur sitting at a table, just drinking. I'm going to go talk to the minotaur. He has a bunch of just empty cups upside down on his table. I'm going to go talk to the minotaur. All right. The second you approach, <clears throat> he just kind of grunts and growls at you. He just his nothing on his body moves, but his eyes, his eyes just stare up at you. He takes a I'll, swig. I'll meet his eyes. I stare deep and lovingly into his eyes. <sighs> Piss off! Don't be like that. You see him, he's holding the tankard in his hand, and he finishes off, and then he squeezes and just breaks the tankard and drops it on the table. I start, like, feeling my pockets. I'll buy her next round. He snorts and just gestures at the seat across from him. And then, as one of the bar, uh, one of the barmaids, it's a young elvish lady. She walks by. Uh, he just kind of like forcefully grabs her arm, and you can tell she has like a tray of drinks going to another table. And he just takes them all off her tray and sets them down on his table, and then points at you. <laughs> I'll say like, "Oh, oh, oh, we're doing okay. We're doing that now. Oh, okay." Okay. Um, and then I reached in my pocket and give her the money. <laughs> okay. Um, it's money, but it's money. Yeah, I mean, gold is gold to her, or silver. Uh, she does tell you. She looks as she as you're rifling through your pockets. She says, uh, "Well, I mean, I guess that's going to be uh, about two silver, sir." He'll give her five and say, "Tip." Much appreciated, and she tries to get out of arm's reach of this minotaur, and he just one after another. He's drinking these large mugs of ale glasses. So, what's your name? He just growls at you. You get the sense like he's allowing you to sit at his table because you offered to buy his drinks, but he's not going to be personable with you. That's fine. I'll go. I'll say, okay, how you doing? I'll grunt back at him. I'll growl back at him as his name and say, how are you doing? He stops drinking when you do that and stares at you. Roll perception. Sure thing. Let me find my perception. There it is. 18? You see the slightest hint of a grin on the corner of the left side of his mouth. As you like grunted back at him, and he just slides one of the mugs of ale over to you. 
and then continues drinking, just staring at you. As he's staring at me, I'll take a sip and stare back at him. Uh, I'll copy him. You know, I came here looking to get into bar fight. But you entertain me. I'll tip my imaginary hat. He looks confused at that gesture. <laughs> like he even looks at he even said, "You're not. You wear no type of headwear. What are you gesturing? What is this?" And he mimics your gesture. What does that mean? Snazzy. It means you're snazzy. What is this snazzy? Where are you from? I was displaced through time. You, you, you can tell you lost them. Like he doesn't know what you're talking about now. You, you can, tell, you get the it sense. Was, not then, a highly intelligent minute. And then as, and then as he, as he looks at me confused, I say, "I know, right?" And then grunt back at him, and then just take a swigger bail. Uh, and what is this snazzy? What is snazzy? No. Uh, he starts to say like dapper, and then he's like, "No, no, that's not that's not gonna be a word that'll work if Snazzy didn't do it." Uh, stylish. Huh. Huh. So he'll like motion to him. You, you're Snazzy. You're Snazzy. You're Snazzy Minotaur. Um. So as like the there's this dwarf walking by, the Minotaur just kind of. With a finger, he you can tell he meant it as like a poke, like to get his attention, but he almost knocks this dwarf over. And dwarf like he squares up getting ready for a fight, and the Minotaur just does like that imaginary hat tip. He says, You snazzy. And the dwarf just starts laughing and walks away. And the Minotaur looks disgruntled, like the dwarf was just laughing at him, and then he just stares at you. He doesn't get it. Only snazzy people get it. Well, he he snorts and he just slides one more ale over to you. He still has three in front of him and he just starts drinking again. You, what is your name? Tez. Tez. Tez is snazzy. Tez is very snazzy. Tez Hunter? Just kind of gestures at your clothes. When needed. Hmm. What does Tez want with me? What's better than drinking ale? A bar full of people. With the snazzy minutes are. Right? Mm. Drinking ale in a bar full of people alone. It's better. But I entertain you. True. Mm. He squints at you. 
I match a squint. You have does Tez have enemies? They're probably long dead. Hmm. So Tez good. Good hunter. Yes. Minotaur forcefully reaches down into a satchel and pulls out what used to be a rolled up piece of parchment. It is now just kind of crumpled in his fist. And he slams it on the table and spreads it out. It is a wanted poster. Mm -hmm. He says, Tez know this man? You have no idea. I know I don't, but I'll look at it like I'm, I already know I don't when he shows it to me, but I'll look at it like I'm really trying to think if I know if I do, and then I'll say no. Mm. He crumbles it back up his hand, just shoves it back in his satchel on his on his belt pouch. <sighs> me hunt him. What do you do? It doesn't matter. Well, I mean, yes. Depending on what he did, there's different no. people who may know what he did. There's two people who may know where, he, where he's at. No, I say it doesn't matter. I get paid to hunt. Can I see it one more time? He reaches in and just puts it on the table in front of you. I'll read it. Up. I read it. Uh, it goes off saying that this person is wanted both on Assidia and. Hold on. Let me get this out first before I give you wrong information. Yeah, all right. Uh, he's wanted both in Assidia and Lostain. Come on. There we go. Uh, he's wanted in the city of Sedic on Ossidia, and he's wanted in uh, Dunthwaite and Invergate in Lostain. He's wanted in two cities in, in Lostain. Um, dead or alive for murder. Very much armed and dangerous. Approach with caution, yada, yada, yada. What was his last crime committed? Do they not say? That one was in Sedic. Last seen in Sedic. Mm. And Sedic is actually an old enough city. You would remember Sedic, and Sedic is very much like a, uh, not necessarily a pirate's town, but think of like a pirate's kind of town where there's it's it's, it's the, almost it's the, lawless. It's the there New, is it's the New Jersey of Odyssey. Just like it, there is guards there, but even the guards are fucking shady. Shady, like it's it's a bad town. Like, like there's laws, but if happened. you have enough money, there's really no laws. Yeah, murder <laughs> happens. So he must have killed somebody who was friends or was important enough for somebody to throw a bounty on him. Yeah, I'll look at that. And I'll say, uh, I'll check Sedic. You see the like a confused look come over the Minotaur's face, and then he pulls out another crumpled piece of paper and he spreads it out, and it, it looks like a map, a very crude map. Uh, they have little dots where some of the cities are on the islands. 
but there are no words. And he's just looking. He stares at it for quite a few minutes. And he looks back at you. He says, I don't. Sedic, not on map. I'll hold my finger, hold that thought, and I'll dash away to a party of adventurers sitting at a table somewhere. Okay. I walk up. Evening. It's a, it's a various group of. There's a couple dwarves and a human and gnome. Great. Evening. I like to walk up to the evening and like slap the table. Uh, hi. How can we help you? Can I buy a map? I'm sure you can if you go to a cartographer. Ah. Uh, I don't know what one is. And he, he was kind of kind of dejected when he says that. Like, I would do that, but I don't know. Um, uh, they all kind of look around at each other. Uh, I'm sure a party of young adventurers like yourselves all have maps on you. You, you catch you catch one of the humans scratching his chin like he's he's staring at you. You can tell right off the bat he has a map. He's trying to figure out how much he can get out of you for. He's just staring at you for the moment. Five gold. Salt. His eyes go wide, and he just quickly rummages through his pack for a map. <laughs> Hands it over. I'll take it. Five gold is the price of friendship. He literally okay. says that as he just walks off. Like <laughs> as you walk off, you hear like a bunch of them start like laughing, and this guy's just like, "Yeah, dude, I just sold that for five gold. I should become a cartographer." I walk over. Is this is this a better map than the one he had? Oh yeah, dude. You get the sense that like you remember that crude crayon drawing you drew for Walter of the of yep. the city. Like he once saw a map, like vaguely saw a map, and was like, "I'm going to draw you, a map." You <laughs> get the sense that this very dim-witted minotaur probably attempted to draw this map himself and like even the islands they there are there are no definition to the islands it looks like one of them looks like a kidney bean the other one's just a circle and there's just three islands <laughs> he got that much right and you can tell some of the marks like it's covered in blood and mud and dirt and refuse like you get the sense like this is just something that this guy did to try to help himself out <laughs> got you yeah i'll come back to the table and i will present him with the map he looks at it looks at you looks at it that's hmm. snazzy i give him a head nod like thumbs up yep he does um, the, the imaginary hat tip to you. <laughs> I'm not do the same thing. Like I just imagine like eventually I'm going to run into this guy and he's going to be like a ball and bounty hunter with like a purple pimp hat running around. Like is there's going to be like whatever the snazzy minutes are like, that's, that's what I want out of this encounter. <laughs> I want um, to later run into what's his name. Like I'm going to, his name is Jazzy. I'm going to run into a guy named Jazzy, the snazzy minotaur. That's just what I want. So he points to one of the the dots on the map. And this one at least has names and stuff for some of the cities. Mm -hmm. And he goes, "We here." And he just points at uh, he points at Stain. And he goes, "And mm, my is he, quarry, right? is he correct no. where we are." 
No, you guys are in Cairn. I'm just kind of, I'm just gonna take his finger, take his finger, and like before, move his finger before you do anything, before you do anything, he points to the next closest town, which is Seabrook. He goes, "Macquarie here." <laughs> I'll say again. One, one. He's moment. not even on the right island. Just I know. One moment. <laughs> uh, hold my finger, and then I'll say, uh, "Okay, I'll get some parchment." And then I will attempt to sketch and draw him uh, three map because like, there's three main islands, right, or three main sections. Yes, is broken yes. Right I would draw this, him like a this magnet. map has all three islands. I know, but I would draw him a magnified version of each one to go along okay. with it. Um, <laughs> and then like show him on the one where 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 we are. So I would do that. Okay, so you move one of his fingers to Karen. Yes, and then I would draw him another map on parchment, showing him where we are, and then like kind of make it more simplified for him, but more detailed than what he has. Right. So with his one finger on Karen, he's just going to take his other hand and point at Sailor's Rest, and he's going to go, Corey there? I'll move that finger to where I said... Setic over on Asidia? Whole different island? Yes. (sighs) I would check there. That's... You see him kind of tilt his head around and he's staring at the map. Then he outstretches his thumb on Cairn and then his pointer finger on Sedic. He says, mm, not that far. He'll nod approvingly. <laughs> I just want this. I just want me, me, me explaining geography to this minotaur can that, can that just be the show can i just never join the group can that's, I what just it's, that's what it's turning into right now can i just can i just join the, him and just be this be explain this mansplain geography to him it, it works um, he uh he downs his last drink spills some of it all over the the drawings and the brand new map that you just got and he just like crumples them together and shoves all of that satchel like he doesn't understand what rolling or folding means Got it. He he stands up and he kind of clasps you on the shoulder. He says, uh, "I go hunt now." Juke thanks you. And then when he says that, I'll do like the hat tip thing and say, "Juke, the snazzy minotaur." We shall meet again. He gives you a nod, and uh, he uh, <laughs> you see his belt. He has. He has a good sized sword strapped to the side of his his leg, like his his belt. Mm-hmm. He's got a relatively large maul on his back that he just picked up and you know put on his back as he's getting to leave. And then uh, you see him reach on the table, and like there was food, and there's like a just a knife on the table that he like was being used. It's definitely the inn's cutlery. You see him pick it up and just put it in his belt. Mine just. And then, uh, and then he just grabs the chair he was sitting in, and he starts walking out with the chair. <laughs> like he feels like this is his stuff. I stand and look very confused, and then as he, I watch him leave, and I'm like, uh, there's like an inter- internal monologue as he's leaving, and I'm, I say he's probably going to die on the road, um, <laughs> but <laughs> God's protect him. <laughs> Uh, Maybe meet again, Juke the Snazzy Minotaur. Juke Snazzy Minotaur. Maybe he's like, now I gotta add him to my recurring NPCs or something.
Like, yes, yes, you do. We need more juke the snazzy minotaur in our lives. He's just going to sit on talent and then claim talent as his. <laughs> He's going to leave and just walk off with talent. It's like, what's happening? What's happening right now? Um, so a few moments after Juke leaves with the chair, uh, Walter kind of comes striding, standing up next to you, just when, watching when, the exit. And when, he, and when he stands there, I would say, uh, when he walks up next to me, I say, I hope you can afford a chair. Yeah, don't worry. They'll replace the chair. Um, he turns to you and says, uh, the bathhouse is technically not open to the public, but they're making an exception on my behalf so you can get washed up, cleaned up. Um, they will clean your clothes and armor and all of your meals and drinks and a room are on me. I greatly appreciate it. He gives you a nod and says, uh, I, I presume you'll be okay to stay here and do as you wish. I'm going to go. Uh, I have to contact some people at other mage schools about your issue. I think I'll be fine. He gives you a nod and he holds out his hand. I will shake his hand. Until uh, until next time, Tiz. Until next time. Although I think I may have sent a Minotaur to his death. But until next time. He kind of chuckles and nods and uh, he will walk out of the tavern. And you are left to your own devices in this tavern. And that is where we will end this episode.